What's going on, everybody? You're rocking with the Cash Flow President, and this is the Cash Flow President Podcast, where we believe in financial education and taking massive action towards our dreams and goals. All right, everybody. So today's episode is going to be money talks. Yes, money does indeed talk, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about having those conversations, those money conversations, that taboo subject of talking about money, money at the dinner table. Okay, we're going to be talking about having conversations about money with your kids. All right. So first, we want to talk to your kids about money. okay? because I understand in most households, uh, money isn't discussed. So where do you expect your kids to learn about it from? You know what I'm saying? Do you expect them to just pick up on good money habits? Do you expect them to learn about it from an outside source? Do you trust someone outside to tell your kids about money? This is the thing. Your your kid's biggest influencer, your kid's biggest teacher, teaching start at home, okay? So it's our jobs as parents, as caretakers, to educate ourselves financially uh, uh, and be able to give our kids that knowledge and that blueprint to be able to have a good financial habits, a good financial foundation, okay? So that's where the kids should be learning from financial education. You can't just let them turn 15, 16, 18, go to college, and then just expect them to have good money habits. Uh, why do you think every other week they'll be calling you, asking you for money? Okay, yeah, we all have done it, right? You call your mom, you're in college, and you call your mom, you call your parents. Hey, can I get some money? I spent all my money. We'll do. Well, you want to know why you spent it? Because you don't have good financial habits, okay? And good financial habits are built around solid principles. You have to have a solid foundation uh, uh, around money habits, and which will be saving, budgeting, uh, you know, and investing, uh, whatever the case may be, even tithing or giving back to a, a cause that you believe in to be a part of that financial uh, equation. For me, it's going to be you invest 10 cents out of every dollar, you save 10 cents out of every dollar, and you give or tithe 10 cents out of every dollar, okay? That's how you build the most solid uh, financial foundation, in my opinion, okay? So you have to educate yourself on money in order to teach your kids how to save, budget, and invest, and even things like beating inflation, multiplying money, things of that nature, okay? Like, you have to be able to... These are things that actually matter um, in order to live a sustainable, uh, fruitful life, right? Like, we have to know these things as adults to be able to teach these things. That way we can change the narrative of, you know, the, 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 the low-income impoverished areas or, you know, the, the, we can change the ceiling of the low-middle class from, because uh, I believe like $20,000 is like, we'll consider you middle class. $20,000 a year making $20,000 a year, is, is, it's no money. It's no money at all, okay? So, that, I mean, it's like, it's roughly, what, 1800 a month? Um, you can't really survive on things like that, you know, fifteen to $1,800 monthly. Uh, after taxes is not going to be, and those are pre-tax dollars, right? So after taxes, you know it's going to be, the, the, the pickings are going to be real slim. You have to talk to your kids about budgeting. 
Okay, what I like to do is when I get paid, I like to actually sit down and show my kids. Okay, this is what my paycheck. When it's okay, man, it's okay if they don't know that if they know that you don't make that much money. It's okay if they know that you make a lot of money. Who cares? What are they gonna do? You know what I'm saying? Like they're oh, my dad doesn't make money. He's not my hero anymore. That's not how it works. Okay, um, the 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 sauce is in the education. Okay, so we want to get them started on budgeting. I like to sit down with my kids and tell them, hey, okay, this is what I made. These are my expenses. Okay, because the way I like to do it, I like to save first, then invest, then I tithe or support whatever cause, then I pay my bills. And then I live on the rest, okay? That's how I budget my stuff. So whatever little expenses I have, whatever extra things I want to do, I like to include it into my budget. You can't budget properly if you're going to just go, uh, you know, sporadically or spontaneously go spend some money because a buddy calls you or because a friend calls you. That's not how the budget works. You need to stick to the budget. Only spend what's on the budget. You need to drill that into their heads. Hey, this is what I have allocated towards uh, uh, these particular resources that I want to spend money on or these particular things I want to do for these next two weeks or this next month or how, however often every week, however often you get paid, right? Okay, next needs to be, okay, having to talk about savings. You can tell your kids, hey, man, you need to save some money. And and it can go in one ear and out the other. But if you're not telling them why they need to save, if you're not telling them, hey, these are the benefits from saving. Hey, this is how you build your raft. Hey, this is how you uh, have your your um, your fund for, you know, your emergency fund. This is how you have, you know, things. This is how you save up if you want to be able to invest in real estate. You want to be able to invest in, uh, you know, assets, or if you want to be able to invest in the stock market, or whatever the case you want to do, you need to be able to save up for these things. Or even if you just want to save up for material items, okay, you don't want to just go out on a whim, oh, man, I just got paid, let me go get these shoes. That shouldn't be how it works, okay? That's not sound uh, uh, financial fundamentals right there. You want to be able to be like, okay, well, I want these shoes. Those shoes are going to still be there. I promise you that. They're not going to go away because you had to wait three paychecks to get them, okay? That's not how it works, all right? And if anything, you can just go get them online. Be creative, right? So you shouldn't be like, okay, I'm just going to go. These shoes came out. I see this. That's If you see something and you automatically have the urge to get it, or even if you let the release of other things like a pair of shoes came out so you decide to get it if you let that dictate your life and your finances you're on the wrong path it chances are you won't be stable in life because i mean that's kind of too sporadic right like oh this is going to come out right this just came out i didn't even know about this let me go let me go cop these that's not how it works that shouldn't be how it works so what I like to do, I like to save it for the things I want. If I want a pair of shoes, okay, I see these shoes that cost 100 bucks. Let's do $50 a check. Let's do $25 a check. Let's do $30 a check, right? However you need to to make it add up to where it's not a financial hindrance for you, you know, because it's already a liability. You're already spending your money on liabilities, and if you didn't know what a liability is, something that doesn't put money into your pockets, okay? That's my theory on savings. And like I said, I like to save 10 cents for every dollar or 10% of my total income. If I make a thousand bucks, a hundred of that should be going into a savings account, a savings fund, or whatever you have, even a shoebox, in order to just be 
left alone and forgotten about until it's time to do it again. And guess what you do? You put it in there, you leave it alone, you forget about it, and you do it again. And then before you know it, you look up, man, that that 10% adds up pretty nicely. I promise you that. Um, So that's how, those are my thoughts on that, Uh, investing. Man, putting your money somewhere to get a return greater than the principal that you put in, okay? The the principal is the amount that you put in, okay? If I put $10 into an investing account and and I get 15 back, you know what I'm saying? Like 15 is the profits, $10 is the principal that I put in, okay? So you want to know what you want to learn about uh investing, different investing strategies, different investing tools. Uh you know, you want to have your your principles uh on investing in place in order to be able to uh, grow your money. That's how you grow your money. You grow it uh, via investment. Um, don't get me wrong. You can grow money uh, saving it, uh, but saving it doesn't really make you money. Uh, and, and the thing about it is, is savings and investments are kind of like similar, right? They're cousins. Um, I can have a savings account. I can have an investment account. I can take my money and legit Put it into me personally. I like stocks. Let's say if I take some money and put it in the stocks, will I still have that money? That's still my money. It's still, you know, I can liquidate that money at any time. It's still available to me. The only difference is it's actually growing. Okay, as that stock grows, uh, uh, my money grows, or as I'm I'm paid out dividends because of the money that I'm putting into place in certain markets, into certain stocks and companies and stuff. I'm getting paid money for having my money in a place where I can still see it and touch it. Okay, that's how people's portfolios uh, uh, become so you know massive because. They're continuously putting money there over time. It's just like a savings account that actually grows for you. Um, I believe a typical savings account right now will probably yield you maybe 0.01 interest if you're lucky. Maybe, that's, well, that's not if you're lucky. That's on the low end. Maybe 0.05% interest if you're like lucky. Like that's, that, that's really doing something. Where, you know, back in the day, it used to be ten percent, fifteen percent interest. You could put a million dollars in a in a savings account and then make a hundred thousand um, dollars for that year on that money. You can't do that anymore. It's it's very low yield on savings accounts right now. And the thing is, the money that you're saving, the banks are investing it. The banks are doing what you should be doing with your money. So me personally. I like to have uh, three to six months of living expenses in my savings account, and then any other penny I get on top of that, after that savings account is built up, I'm investing everything. I'm not second-guessing it. I'm not thinking about it. I mean, because well, I know what I'm doing, right? But I'm not second-guessing the fact that I'm not saving. Like, oh, man, my savings isn't going up. Who cares? Now, you got enough of your living expenses. Some people feel comfortable with a year worth the living expenses. Uh, just in case you're unemployed or something happens, you fall on hard times, you have that money, you have that raft that you can fall back on, right? But me personally, I like three months, to, three to six months. And then everything else that I get after that, any money that would be saved, I just double down on my investing, okay? Because you're putting your money to work. You're getting a return on your money, okay? That's what investing is. You're putting your money somewhere to get a return greater than the principal that you put in, okay? That's how it works. That's the principles, the ideas behind uh, investing. And if you want to actually grow wealth, if you want to be able to 
you know, achieve some type of financial freedoms, you want to learn to invest. It's many forms of investing. Uh, they have plenty of books on investing, uh, one being The Intelligent Investor. Uh, great read, I believe, by Ben Graham. It's definitely worth a, a look. Uh, it's a bunch of books on investing. It's a bunch of different styles of investing. You have to find what is more comfortable for you. Then educate yourself. You have to educate yourself. You have to consistently educate yourself. You need to be a student of learning, okay? And that's how you can get the most uh, out of your money, okay? So, and that's just, you know, one of the few talks you need to be having about your kids. So we got budgeting, we have savings, we have investing. And then we we need to learn about uh, uh, ways to beat inflation and multiply money, which would be uh, through investment. So um, the next thing would be, Okay, you need to do your history of money. Okay, do your history on money. That's what you need to do. That's what I like to do. I like to be a student of money. You need to be a student of everything. But if you want to learn the ins and outs of money, you need to learn the history. You only need to learn what's going on in the world today with it, and so far and so on. So uh, it's a, it's a play. It's a bank called the Federal Reserve Bank. Okay, uh, what they do is they control the money supply in the U.S. Okay. It doesn't print the bills. That's the Treasury Department. The Treasury Department does that. But they do determine how many bills are printed. Okay? So the job of the Federal Reserve is to control the money supply in the United States. Okay? So, and I tell you this, I say this to say, you have to go back and do your history on the Federal Reserve. When was it created? What, what was the economy like when it was created? What happened as a result of its creation? I can tell you what happened as a result of its creation because when money is printed, you get what is called inflation, okay? So inflation is simply, in economics, inflation refers to a general progressive increase in prices of goods and services in an economy, okay? So when the general price levels rise, each unit of currency buys fewer goods and services, Okay, inflation res- corresponds to a reduction in the purchasing power of money. Okay, it it corresponds to a reduction in the purchasing power of money. Okay, so basically, in a nutshell, what happens is uh, your, your your money loses value and can no longer buy the things it once did. Okay. And that's why, in my opinion, savers are losers and investing is economically more efficient for you. Because during times of inflation, we just said that your, 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 your purchasing power decreases. When money is printed, when the Federal Reserve uh, calculates how much money is being printed, in today's world we have about 40% of the money in circulation is new bills. All these stimulus checks that we're getting, all the monthly money you're getting from your kids, it's all good. It's all meant to be helpful to you in uh, being stable in the economy uh, with the uh, uh, COVID pandemic that's going on right now. But the thing is, it's hurting the economy just as well uh, because it's, it's so much new money in circulation. So much money is being printed that your the value of your dollar is decreasing, okay? So... Let's say, for example, if you have one single dollar bill, let's say we have inflation at about, you typically is between 2 to 5%, high is on, uh, 5% on the high end, 2% is the annual, is the average, like 2.5 2. to 3, 2, 2 to 3 is the average, so it kind of, you know, stops in the middle at 2.5, right? So, if we understand that the purchasing power of our dollars decrease, 
due to inflation. And, and then we understand that we need to find ways to beat inflation. And, and you do that through investing your money and putting it somewhere where it can grow for you. Um, and I'm, I'm going to tell you why. Because if you think about it, okay, look at this. So uh, I, I, I'm a fan of Taco Bell. It's, it's crappy food, but I love it whenever I'm having, a, you know, having one of those days where I just want some Taco Bell, right? It's so good. But anyway, uh, I digress. So the Beefy Five Lead Burrito, it used to be a dollar. It was 99 cents when it came out. I believe it rounded up to a dollar and seven cents. As it stands right now, I believe it's like a dollar sixty nine, maybe with tax like two twenty five ish somewhere in there, right? Uh, I don't know the exact number, but I do know what I do know is it started out as a dollar. And why did it start out as a dollar? Because it was only worth a dollar. But as inflation increased, as prices increased, as services and goods increased, it cost them more money to to make that particular item and thusly it costs us more money to purchase that particular item okay why do you think uh that same dollar that we had if i had a dollar uh five years ago when the beef five layer burrito was 99 cents i had a dollar and seven cents i could go buy me a decent you know decent crappy burrito right but the same dollar the dollar looks exactly the same the dollar hasn't changed it doesn't look any different it's still a dollar but why can't that same dollar and seven cents buy me that same product, good or service? Well, it's because of inflation. When inflation occurs, when money is printed, when, you know, it makes the value of that purchase, it makes the purchasing power of that dollar decrease. Why do you think, um, what, I think like, but back in the day, what gas was like a quarter or something like that, you know. Then you ever heard your parents tell you about the prices of things from back in the day, and then now it's like, well, what happened, right? Uh, you can another example. Uh, let's say uh, whatever car you liked, right? Let's say you like a particular car. Ooh, let's say you like a particular car. Or for me, I'm gonna say a, um, I'm gonna say a stock. One of my personal favorites is Bank of America. If you, you know, if you're a, a stock head like me, you know, you, you follow it, you understand they have a great company, a great, you know, principles, great financials. They know how to create money, right? They know how to, they know how to build well. So when I first bought in, it was like 39 bucks. And then because of inflation in the economy, the price of that stock inflated. So I could, I used to be able to get a share of that stock for $39. Now it cost around 40, 44 bucks. At its high, it was like around 48. Okay. And these are like post uh, pandemic numbers because it was higher than that uh, before the uh, pandemic hit and came and messed everything up. What I'm saying is things go up in value. Okay. Um, I believe. Uh, for I believe that like I'm uh, Apple, the Apple stock. Well, not not even the Apple stock. Let's say the Apple phone. Let's say the Apple phone. You used to be able to get oh, you used to be able to get an, an iPhone for about six hundred bucks, seven hundred. But now they're a grand, eleven hundred for the thirteen. A PlayStation used to be between two and four hundred dollars. Now they're about a good six hundred dollars flying off the shelves. And don't get them aftermarket from somebody else. Um they'll add a tax on it, it'd be almost a thousand dollars. Do you know why the PlayStation costs so much more money now? 
it's due to inflation. You know, the prices of the service and goods go up and the, 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 the dollar value decreases and goes down. Um, every year, and this is in the opinions of professionals or uh, economists, okay, every year a, a company should raise the, the, the price of their goods and services to keep up with inflation or you will lose money. Okay, and this is like a legit known fact, like because if you think about it, how can my prices stay the same when a the 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 products I'm buying are more expensive? I used to buy be able to buy, let's say, the equipment that it would take me to build a house because lumber is going up, um, steel is going up, things like that. They're, they're, they're but it's due to inflation, right? Let's say. I used to. I would let's say, and these these aren't exact numbers. Let's say you can build a house for a hundred bucks, and that's because you know the price of wood was fifty dollars, and the price of 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 uh, you know steel was fifty dollars, right? Let's say now the price of wood went up to fifty five dollars, and the price of steel went up to fifty five dollars. Well, now it costs you $110 to build that exact same house. And that's, that's you know, it's not because of you. It's, because it's due to inflation. So what you need to do, let's say if you used to be able to sell a house for 120 but you built it for 100 sold it for 120 right? At $20 profit. Well, now if it costs you $110 to build that same house, but it caught, but you still looking to sell it for 120 well, guess what just happened? You just cut your profit margin in half. So the economics of that doesn't make sense. So, so in order to keep up with the the you know the, your your profit margins that you just had at previously, what you do is you have to raise the price of your goods and services as a result. Okay, that's how it works. So you'd have to now raise your price to one hundred and thirty dollars in order to get that same twenty dollar profit now, or you will continue to lose money and eventually run yourself out of business because the profits and the good, the goods and the services are just going to keep going up because money is continuously printed. Money is printed every year. That's how the economy stays afloat. Uh, money is printed. Um, the the country goes into debt. And or they use debt, the uh, the interest they raise interest rates to pay back the debts that the uh, that the country takes on. Uh, that's going to be a, a podcast for another day. That's going to be definitely something worth looking into for yourself doing your own research. But that's just how it works. Okay. So if I sell something for a certain price, it would be in my best interest to raise my prices. Uh, uh, daily, well, not daily, but but monthly, yearly, however however it works out for you financially, where it makes the most financial sense, right? Have you ever went to um, a, a, a barber shop and a barber used to cut hair for twenty dollars, and now they cut hair for for fifty? Well, that's due to inflation. Okay, inflation plays a big role in that. The the cost of their services go up. Maybe their talent level went up. You know, they're more stable. Um, and that's just the way it works. It, it's it's due to inflation. Inflation makes the values go up. But in order to beat inflation or curb inflation, you have to be able to grow your money or at least raise your prices in order to at least stay afloat. Have you ever noticed that rents go up? You ever stay somewhere and rents go up? Well, that's because of inflation. Okay, that the 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 landlord or the renters they're not uh. uh 
you know, a bad guy or a woman or, you know what I'm saying? They're not just out to just um, deplete your pockets of all your, you know, all your capital. But what they are trying to do is make sure that they can stay in business because, the markets change, the prices go up, and if they want to be able to have a sustainable, uh, they want their economics to be sustainable because they make money from renting that home, right? So if they want to still be able to be in a, a, a comfortable position, they have to raise their prices every so often. I believe it's like every three years, maybe every two years. Uh, some places I've seen them do it every year, but typically it's between every two and three years. And that's just how inflation works, okay? So... That's just, uh, you know, uh, kind of a, an example of how the economy works in our favor and against our favor, okay? So the main topics that, that, that we need to be educating ourselves on so we can be able to educate our kids on, on a solid fun, uh, financial uh, foundation is going to be uh, savings, uh, budgeting, uh, investing, beating inflation, and multiplying your money, okay? So until, hey, everybody, you rocking with the Cash Flow President. This is the Cash Flow President Podcast. Until next time, never stop learning. Always, always, always take massive action.